Blessings to one and all, and welcome to episode two of the Angel Scrolls Project. This week, I would like to discuss not being deceived by soulless leaders. And I really think this is kind of an, an important and timely discussion to have because politically, not only the United States of America, but across the world, uh, really is in a mess. It seems uh, right now, for the most part, uh, a lot of countries have madmen and dictators or wannabe dictators in charge. And I really think this is a dangerous time to be alive on planet Earth with the way politics in general across the globe uh, you know, seem to be playing out. If you're listening to this particular podcast, uh, I hope you'll listen to the end and not take offense to anything I'm going to say. And I hope you really think about what we're going to talk about in this show. Because whenever I talk about something like this, whether it was in the past on any of my shows or now, uh, I want to make it clear that I don't judge anybody by what party they support, uh, who they support. That is your right. And everybody has their own political ideology, the parties that they believe in, the candidates that they believe in. And, you know, we're not all the same. That is each individual's right to support whoever they wish. And I don't judge anybody. I don't say, oh, you're wrong for voting for this person or supporting this party. I understand everybody has their reasons why they support certain people. And I'm okay with that. I myself am not uh, a very political person. Uh, I'm one of those individuals who say, hey, I don't really trust any of them. You know, there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of bad apples uh, in the cart right now, and uh, I think we have to be careful, and you know that is what I kind of want to talk about. So I hope you really, really think about this topic today, because I think it's so very important. You know, when I look at the political scene right now in America and even in other parts of the world, it seems like politics, and I've said this before in the past, uh, maybe some of you that have listened to my shows over the years have heard me say it, and a lot of people are saying it right now. There are, uh, you know, people that are much more involved in politics and world affairs and, you know, all of this type of thing uh, that know a lot more about this than I do. And they're saying the same thing, like politics is becoming like a cult onto itself. And people are becoming really divided over these political leaders, over these political parties. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, I think uh, no matter what party we support, this is very, very dangerous. I truly believe that the world is being primed for that moment uh, that's talked about in the Bible and Revelation when this Antichrist is going to come on the scene. Now, some people believe this Antichrist is a person. 
Some people believe it is a, a political system and that there will be a group of people uh, in charge. But no matter how you slice it, you know, I really think we're getting ready for this antichrist system. We're being primed for it because of how dedicated, how blindly a lot of people follow these political leaders and political parties and how so many people turn a blind eye to the things they say and the things they do that are just completely outrageous. It's like we don't have a shared reality anymore if our favorite politician goes out and, you know, beheads somebody, uh, you know, in the middle of New York City or, you know, the Capitol, you know, in front of the White House, there's a large group of people who will say, well, that never happened, even though we saw it. And that that's really concerning to me. Because, you know, again, we, we read in the Bible about in those last days how there will be the strong delusion to believe a lie. And it seems people aren't believing their own eyes. It's, they're not believing their own sensibilities. They're not certainly not believing or following the guidance of the spirit within. You know, they're following the guidance of the crowd, the masses, the uh, political bigwigs who tell them what to believe and tell them what they saw. And it's like the deception, the lie overrides reality. And uh, again, I think that's extremely dangerous. I think uh, that's really priming us for that time of Antichrist that, you know, will be coming upon the earth. And nobody knows when these things will happen or when these prophecies will uh, unfold. Uh, I agree with the very early Christians who believe that prophecy was conditional, meaning that mankind, any country, any nation, uh, the entire globe, we could repent, turn around, and stave off certain things from happening. And what does repentance mean? In the original Greek, it just means to turn around and go the other way, go in the right direction, so to speak. So could mankind get ourselves together and, you know, hit the brakes on, you know, the time of revelation coming upon the earth? Or will we speed headlong into those times? I really think it's based on us, the decisions that we make. And right now, I don't think uh, human beings are making very good decision decisions, rather. Uh, we're definitely having the strong delusion to believe a lie. We're, you know, as I said, not believing our own eyes, our own sensibilities, not even uh, the leadings of the spirit. You know, we're believing men, you know, political figures, people that belong to our political party. We're believing conspiracy theorists uh, on the internet who tell us what to believe. I remember, uh, I don't remember what show I was doing. I think I was still doing my first show. 
the spirit side when QAnon uh, became very popular. And I remember talking about this, telling people, hey, uh, be careful. You know, and that show was a lot more popular. That was uh, at one time the show that uh, probably rose to, you know, more popularity and prominence uh, than my other shows. And uh, I was telling people, you know, be careful, be very careful with this. And I even told people when uh, QAnon was predicting, you know, the three days of darkness and all of these different kinds of things. I says, folks, it's it's not going to happen. Please don't believe this. This is a false prophet. I said the same thing. We're, we're being primed to believe the lie. And people got mad at me. Uh, I got a lot of uh, nasty emails and comments, but I was right. And I don't think I was right because I'm smarter than everybody else. I'm just not involved in the political scene uh, like some folks and when I heard these things, when I read these things, my inner spirit, the spirit within me, the spirit of God said to me, this isn't right. This is wrong. This isn't going to happen. I just had that inner knowing or what many call that inner witness that it wasn't going to happen. And it didn't. But why was it that people were angry at me because QAnon failed? And there were three or three or four of his prophecies that I called out and said, these things are not going to happen. And when they didn't happen, rather than open their eyes and say, gee, you know, uh, this is like the third or fourth time this guy said uh, QAnon was going to be wrong and he wasn't. Maybe we should question QAnon. No, they got mad at me and continued to follow QAnon because that's what they were told to do. That's what they believed was right to do. That's what... This world, the political atmosphere, the spiritual atmosphere, which I feel is an atmosphere of darkness, told them to do, and they followed blindly. Now, I'm not putting those people down. I understand, you know, we're tired of the way things are. We're tired of these lying politicians. We're tired of the world, you know speeding headlong into the trash bin. We want change. We want somebody to change it. We want somebody to help us. We want the bad guys to finally pay. Uh, but my friends, uh, you know, I think, I think the Bible is true that the only one who's going to make them pay in the end is God and is, and is Jesus Christ is so many of these people, these politicians, these big wigs, and many that follow them will probably uh, follow them right into the eventual Antichrist system. And it's going to be a real mess. And it will be God who uh, sweeps up the debris in the end. So we have to be careful. You know, I remember... Um, during the COVID pandemic, when they had the tents set up in uh, Central Park in New York City, because I'm from New York State. And people were saying, well, they're not really tent hospitals. They're covering up underground tunnels and bringing children up from underground where the reptilian uh, blood drinking uh, pedophile uh, Democrats had, you know, these little children underground. And just because someone on the internet told them this was happening, 
there were people on the internet crying and wailing over this saying, oh my God, we're winning. We're saving the children. The, you know, the tents are over these tunnels underground to, to, you know, hide them as, you know, the good guys are bringing these poor abused children up out of these underground bunkers and tunnels in Central Park. Oh my God, we're winning and they're crying and they're wailing. And I said again at that time, I said, folks, I, I don't, uh, I really don't think that's happening. And it wasn't. But people got mad at me because I said what they wanted to believe about these political figures and political happenings was not happening. And again, that's not saying I'm smarter than everybody else because I'm not. I'm just, you know an average guy, but I had the witness in my spirit. This is not happening. People are being deceived by this QAnon. Just as they were being deceived by all of these so-called prophets who were, you know, prophesying about the former President Trump and what he was going to do and he was going to win the election and, you know, he was the new King David and you know, so many of these religious people saying they had dreams, uh, some of them saying they saw, uh, you know, former President Trump sitting at the right hand of Jesus. I mean, how blasphemous is that? You know, years ago, if someone said something like that, uh, that would be it. No one would listen to them again. They'd be saying, are, are you crazy? What are you saying? You You saw this man sitting at the right hand of Jesus overlooking the earth. Uh, this doesn't sound, <laughs> this doesn't sound right. This sounds idolatrous or blasphemous or like you're lifting up this human being to a place that maybe he shouldn't be, that he or she shouldn't be. And that's part of what I'm talking about when it uh, comes to religion becoming a cult in and of itself, or rather, you know, uh, politics becoming a cult in and of itself. We have to be careful. It's like I said, we're, we're not believing our own eyes. We're not believing our own sensibilities. Uh, many of us have lost touch, you know, good people. They're not bad people. They're not monsters. They're not degenerates or, you know, morons or whatever people call each other from across the, the different sides of the, the aisle. Many of them are good people, but the big, big problem is, my friends, is that they have lost touch with the Spirit of God within them. And they can't hear that still small voice that tells them, this is not right. This is not from God. This is not the way it's going to happen. And I know a few people did, and those people caught a lot of guff in the end. And those people who called out this kind of thing, the, the people who knew these QAnon prophecies were not going to come to pass, knew these, uh, you know, what many call the Trump prophecies were not going to come to pass. They felt it in their hearts, they felt it in their spirits, and they said, this is wrong. No one mentions their names anymore. No one heeded their words, and they were right. 
their prophecies were right. Why did not anyone listen? And again, I'm not saying anybody who supported Donald Trump and wanted him to win the presidency or thought, you know, uh, maybe he was a godsend uh, to America. I'm not saying any of these people were bad or wrong. That's your right. I still consider you, you know, a brother, a sister, an equal. I don't, I don't look down on anybody. But I think, you know, and I'm using this just as, as an example because, you know, there's just as much crazy things that go on with the Democrats or other world leaders across the world that are looked at as being almost gods. You know, these dictators who demand allegiance, almost worship. You know, you look at some of these Muslim countries where there's people in charge that are supposed to be Muslims, you know, people that believe in God. And here they are wanting, you know, to kill Jews, kill Americans, kill people in Europe, you know, destroy this religion, that religion, acts of terrorism, and people go along with it. How many times have we seen in the streets? I think it was, um, was it Iran or Iraq? Which one was it where the guy had you know, huge crowds of people, you know, whipped up in this frenzy, you know, chanting, you know, death to Israel, death to the United States, death to Israel, death to the United States. These people were Muslims. They were supposed to be God-believing, God-fearing people, and this is what they were chanting, thousands of them. If that's not cultic, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what is. And we're seeing, uh, like I said, this scene playing out on a larger or smaller, greater or lesser scale all over the world, even here in the United States. And I'm just the one small voice in the wilderness saying, folks, wake up, don't follow these people. There's something I learned a long time ago, and I used to say this all the time, in the late 80s and throughout the 90s, it was just something that kind of dropped into my spirit at that time. And I would always tell people, and I'd follow this advice myself, I would say if you see the whole world rushing in one direction, everybody is saying, this is a good idea. This is what we should do. This is what we should believe. This is what we should support. If you see large groups of people or the whole world rushing in one direction, don't follow them. Because 99.9%, if not 100% of the time, the direction that the world runs in is wrong. And it is the direction that is away from God. This is why I pulled out of... um, evangelical Christianity uh, a number of years ago because I saw so many people um, converting, you know, uh, getting born again, you know, joining these churches. Everybody was rushing after these televangelists and and the messages of the televangelists that were being repeated and preached in a lot of churches. And again, I had that check in my spirit that said, this isn't right, pull out. All of this is going to crash and burn in a very heinous way in the years to come. And look what 
as many people call it, white evangelical America has become today. Look how political it is. Look how twisted it is. And these are the people that rally around a lot of these political leaders as they rallied around Donald Trump. And a lot of people, you know, saw these evangelicals, these these Christians, and said, oh, they're, they're supporting this guy. They're telling, this, telling us this is who we should vote for. It must be right. But these people were deceiving the masses. Again, just because we see large groups of people or the whole world or even uh, the Christian churches or groups running in a certain direction doesn't necessarily mean it's the right direction, doesn't mean we should follow. Because ladies and gentlemen, here's the crux of the matter. White evangelical America, now I'm a white guy, I'm, you know, more or less uh, a Christian, you know. Um, I don't belong to any denomination. I just pray. I read the Bible. I follow God according to my heart. I look for good, humble, wise uh, teachers to uh, read books and study material people that aren't looking for a following. I don't read mega church, uh, you know, kind of people. Not that all of them are bad. I'm sure that there's some good ones out there. And, and some of them I've, I've, you know, heard some pretty good messages, but I try to look for things that are edifying and that, that, you know, build me up and make me a better person. I'm very, uh, choosy on who I listen to. And if it gets too quirky, too weird, you know, I'm out. But I'm drifting off the point here. The These individuals, white evangelical America, they believe what is called dominion theology. And to break that down, uh, quite simply, it means that they want to find the right candidate that they're going to support that supports their theology. And when that person gets into office, and they thought this person was Donald Trump, that's why so many of them rallied around him, that this person will appoint people, they'll clean out the government and appoint people who, again, support their religion, their doctrine, their ideology. So they will have a Christian government, almost a theocracy. And then they will Christianize America. Or when you hear a lot of these people say, we're going to bring America back to God. We're going to bring America back to Christ. Well, they're not just talking in a simple, humble, you know, beautiful, holy, spiritual sense. They mean they're going to rule the roost. And what I mean by that is they're going to be in charge of the movie industry, the music industry, the publishing industry. What kind of movies people can make, what kind of books they can write, what kind of books they can publish, what kind of music they can put out. And even 
control religion. All other religions that are not Christian or white evangelical Christianism will be outlawed. So if you're, you know, out in the woods uh, practicing uh, Wicca or Buddhism or even Islam, anything, you could go to prison. You could be sent away to a retraining camp like in Nazi Germany. Uh, you could be fined or you could actually be executed. And in Dominion theology, there's more than just a few who say they should bring back stoning like in the Old Testament and stone heretics to death and those who depart from the faith or blaspheme by practicing another religion. That is Dominion theology. And once they Christianize America in this way, then the idea is to spread that theocracy across the world because these people believe that this is what they must do. They must begin to prepare the earth for the return of Christ. And they do this by Christianizing the world, getting things ready for his return. But my question is, could you actually go into the Gospels or anywhere in the New Testament and find where that kind of government, that kind of suppression and oppression and killing people under the, under the name of Christ and for the kingdom of God is supported? No, you can't. That sounds more like Antichrist, doesn't it? Those that don't worship him, those that don't take his mark, those that don't follow his religion, his way, his system, they're beheaded, they're executed. What does Antichrist mean? I said this a million times in a million different shows. Antichrist in the original Greek doesn't mean against. I mean, it does. Antichrist, I'm against Christ. But it also means another, another Christ or a replacement for. So when this Antichrist system comes into the world at first at least it's you know it's not going to look like the devil with horns with a big 666 on his head you know sitting on a fiery throne no it's going to look very christian it's going to look very christ-like we're doing this for god we're doing this for jesus another christ in place of christ And so they're going to oppress those who don't follow their ideology, their way of government, will be executed or sent to concentration camps, retraining camps. There's nowhere in the Bible you will find this kind of government supported, this kind of thing supported. Jesus did not support violence. He did not support oppression or oppression. Nowhere will you find Jesus or any of the followers of Jesus in the New Testament being overly political, saying we're going to go out and kill for Caesar. Oh, that Herod, he's our guy. Let's all rally behind him with the sword because he's going to do something great for Christ and the kingdom of God here in Israel. So let's start killing everybody and fighting those and having civil war with those 
who oppose, you know, Caesar or Herod or Philip or, or whoever. I think uh, Philip was, was Herod's brother. I don't know if he was ever in power or not. I don't think so, but you get the picture. <laughs> you know, we see people today in America because there was the FBI raid on Donald Trump's home in Mar-a-Lago. They're calling for killing the FBI, killing law enforcement, defunding the FBI, starting a civil war. Folks, this is not Christian. This is not godly. This sounds more like Antichrist than of Christ. And we need to wake up and stop following these people. Stop following the people that say, here is what we're going to do. Let's go raid the Capitol. Let's go kill the FBI. Don't follow these people. If every person who calls themselves a Christian in America says, yes, that's what we're going to do, don't you do it. Because it is anti-Christ. It is not of Christ. Trust me. Trust me. It will end nowhere good. And that I can guarantee you. So evangelical Christianity has really, and I saw this coming. That's why I bailed, you know, back in the 90s, I saw this becoming so political and so oppressive, you know, almost cult-like in itself. You had to dress the same, talk the same, parrot the same phrases and ideology, or they looked at you like there was something wrong with you and questioned, are you really saved? And I said, wow. This is going to get bad. And I, and I said this way back then. I feel like these are the people that are going to usher in and follow and support Antichrist. Because I don't think these people really have Christ. And that's something we're going to talk about in just a second. Because I want to say this. When you look at these religious leaders supporting their politicians, when you look at the politicians themselves, look how they conduct themselves. Can we really say this seems godly, this seems Christ-like, this seems like it would be part of God's plan or he would ordain these things? Folks, if, if it is brimming, if someone's agenda and actions is brimming with greed and violence and division and prejudice and calling for civil war, supporting war, wanting to go to war with other countries just to have their resources. Ladies and gentlemen, these things are not of God. I don't care if they support the First Amendment, the Second Amendment. They're against abortion. They do wonderful things for the economy. If, every, if you really look at them and the things they're saying and the things they're doing and the people they surround themselves with, they might be great for a couple of things that they're doing, but what about everything else? And I think that's where people get very hypnotized 
on this political bandwagon. Oh, this person, you know, this person supports this and not that. That's my guy. That's my girl. Nothing else matters. It's like we have blinders on. We don't see everything else they're doing that's very dangerous. The greed, the arrogance, the war, the prejudice, the division, the bills they want to pass that, frankly, are uh, oppressive to certain people, taking away their rights. Both sides do it. The Republicans are the first ones to scream, they're taking away our rights. The Christians yell, they're taking away our rights. But as soon as they have their person in power and get their dominion theology uh, government rolling, they're going to take away everybody's rights. Does that sound like God or Christ to you? Remember Jesus said, by their fruits you shall know them. And I'm not just talking about a few good things they do while they're in office fruits. Look at their life. Look how they speak. Look how they act. Look who they support. Look who is around them. Even if that person calls themselves a Christian. Because a lot of these white evangelicals, as, as we call them, or just, you know, to say evangelicals, they support dominion theology. This is not Christly. And I want to share something with you. You know, this idea that we have here in the Western world and here in the United States, once saved, always saved. Say the magic Jesus prayer, uh, accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you're good to go. And I've heard some of these preachers, and I've heard ministers preach that. After that, it doesn't matter what you do. Commit murder, use drugs, steal, lie. Live the most heinous life. But once you said that sinner's prayer, you can't lose your salvation. You're still going to heaven. And I think because of that, that idea is why so many Christians speak about God, speak about Christ, or as they say, they speak of heaven, but they live like hell. And the early Christians taught, this is a new thing, this once saved, always saved. The early Christians taught that by the way you live, by the way you act, by the way you treat others, the Holy Spirit would depart from you. Not because he's mean, not because he's damning you to hell from some angry God, but if you continually ignore the leading of the Spirit within you and don't follow the ways of God or the will of God, the Holy Spirit has no part with you. If he continually tells you no, but you always say yes to the wrong thing. He tells you no, but you always say yes to the crowd. He tells you no, but you say yes to QAnon because everybody else is. 
just as, as an example, or whatever it might be, and start being nasty and violent and mean, and so many people are nasty and violent and mean over politics nowadays on both sides of the aisle here in America and across the world. If you're out there chanting death to Israel, death to, uni- to the United States, if you're out there saying, oh, get ready to you know, lock and load and kill FBI agents and let's have civil war, I guarantee you the Holy Spirit has departed from you. And I don't care how many times you want to get up there with your Bible and say, Jesus, you know, like these evangelicals. If you're supporting dominion theology, taking everyone else's rights away and killing them if they don't submit, like the Catholic Church did back in the days of the Inquisition, if that's what you support, I guarantee the Holy Spirit has departed from you. Because Jesus would not tell his followers to do such a thing. And nowhere in Christian history could we find where anybody did that. Or was told to do that by Jesus. Now, of course, you know, the Catholic Church and different groups. But what were those things? They were very political now, weren't they? Once we start mixing religion with worldly politics and power and money and greed. And look at me, I'm the Pope. Look at me, I'm the special anointed preacher. Some of these guys call themselves, you know, these uh, televangelists, they call themselves generals in God's army. Wow. Once we start getting into that self-importance and worldly politics and pride we can no longer label ourselves as Christian because we're going against the principles that Christ taught. And those principles are right there in black and white in the New Testament, literally. So if you see people supporting these things, doing these things, supporting war and greed and going to war to take other countries' resources greedy politicians, terrible things that they do and say and the laws they try to pass that are just terrible for the people. If they're, you know, riling people up to go have civil war, if they're trying to lead us into the new world order or, you know, King Trump or King Biden or whoever it is they want to set up, I guarantee you, these things do not have the Spirit of God in them. And I want you to think right now, you may be saying to yourself, oh, that's ridiculous. But think about that verse in the Bible where Jesus said, in the last days, the righteous will go in, the door will be closed. And many on the outside will will knock and say, Lord, Lord, you know, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out devils in your name? Didn't we do all these wonderful things in your name? And he'll say, depart from me, I never knew you. They were cast into the outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Folks, these were not pagans. These were not, you know, people that followed the Antichrist. 
These were not people that practiced a different religion. These were people that were supposed to be Christians, and they were rejected in the end. And the early Christians looked at that verse, and that's one of the reasons they said, yeah, we can say, Jesus, Jesus, oh, praise God, all we want. But if we're living like hell, the Spirit will depart from us and we'll have no part with Christ. So watch who you follow. By their fruits, you shall know them. I think this once saved, always saved is, you know, really deceived a lot of people and has put us in a position and that's, you know, that, that's dangerous. And that's why so many of these people think they can live this way, but they're still going to heaven because somehow they're chosen. Well, they're not chosen. They have no part with Christ because the spirit has departed from them. Who would you believe, the very early Christians or megachurch leaders that we have in America and across the world now? I go back and believe what the early Christians taught, not this, you know, this nonsense we call Christianity now because it's not Christianity. Folks, I want to leave you with this. No matter who it is, a religious leader, a political leader. We've been talking about by their fruits you shall know them. Watch their actions. Watch their words. Watch they support. Watch who they support. Watch they watch who they surround themselves with. How they treat others. Are they into you know oppression and war? The, you know the usual stuff. The Dominion theology. Listen for those key words. We're going to take America back for God. When you hear that. That's not a nice little religious sentiment. That is dominion theology, especially if it's coming from a fundamentalist Christianity uh, source. So we have to have a measuring stick. How do we know who we should be supporting? We need to wake ourselves up from this sleep that we're in, this hypnotized spell that we've been under. Stop following the crowd. And folks, this should be the measuring stick. I want you to remember that the very early Christians, those taught by the apostles themselves, believed that the Spirit would depart from people, even if they claimed to be Christians, based on their choices and the things that they did. Speaking of heaven, but living like hell, the Spirit will depart. I want you to remember that. Now, again, we can always repent and the Spirit will come back. We can always be forgiven. But we have to be careful with this kind of thing. We don't want to be following one of these people to say, Lord, Lord, didn't I prophesy in your name? Didn't I cast out devils in your name? Didn't I do all these things in your name? And depart from me, I never knew you. My Spirit was not in you. My Spirit had no place in you. I don't know you. That's called giving lip service to religion, lip service to Jesus. You're not living the message. You're just parroting a theology, and that's where theology and doctrines can get dangerous. So I want to leave you with this. 
the book of Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 through 23. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Remember, by their fruits you shall know them. So if you're supporting a political party or a religious person or even a political person with a bunch of religious people around them, go to Galatians 5, verse 22, verse 23, and check this off. Are they bearing the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And now if you happen to be hung up on that word forbearance, let's take a look at what that means. Forbearance means to be patient, to have self-control, restraint, and tolerance. That doesn't sound like prejudice. That doesn't sound like being intolerant to other people and sending them to concentration camps or stoning them to death because they have a different religion? Now, does it? That doesn't sound like hating somebody uh, because they have a different political affiliation and we're ready to have civil war and start killing people? No, restraint and tolerance. So you could say this, the fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, Patience, self-control, restraint, and tolerance. And then go into kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Let Galatians 5, verse 22 through 23 be the measuring stick that you measure all people by before you decide to follow them or join in with their cause. If there's a lot of bluster around them that goes against these fruits of the Spirit, run, don't walk away. And I want you to remember this as well. The angel scrolls, I said in episode one of this show, that's the foundation of everything else we would be talking about. And what are the angel scrolls? It's God's laws. It's God's ways that he instilled in your soul before you came into this world. And when you read something like the Bible, when you read a book, when you read something that goes, yes, I, I knew that. I knew that all along. I agree with that because somehow I knew that. That, are the, that, that is the verses of the Bible or that truth reminding you and showing you and reactivating those angel scrolls, those ways of God that are written on your soul. But we have to be careful not to get into emotionalism and dragged into these uh, political and religious malaise. And that's why we need to take the truth we know and apply it. 
take Galatians 5, 22 and 23, measure everybody at least by that yardstick. And if they don't pass, if they don't measure up, even if some things seem okay and they support the causes you support, but there's a lot going on around them that's, you know, not bearing the fruits of the Spirit or the opposite of the fruits of the Spirit, go away. As I said before, run. Don't walk away. You know, and you're going to find that, you know, a lot of these people are not bearing the fruits of the Spirit. By their fruits, you shall know them. Now, nobody's perfect, but geez, at least as human beings, we could, we, we could at least try to get close to bearing through these fruits and living these principles in the golden rule, loving our brothers as ourselves, doing unto others as we would have them do unto us. You know, we have to remember these things. We have to some have some kind of measuring stick to measure the actions of others against. Too many people following the crowd, too many people running with the pack, everybody else is doing it, doesn't necessarily mean you need to do it too. Think for yourself and get alone with God and listen reconnect with that spirit within you. Listen to the still small voice. Get in touch with your own inner guidance. So when you see everybody running after these kinds of people, running after these politicians, running after religions that proclaim Christ, but their ideology and their theology and what they want to do is far from Christ, you'll have that inner knowing that says, something's not right. I don't think I'm going to jump on that bandwagon. Because the times are getting dangerous. And if we don't turn this boat around, you know, we could be heading headlong into what the Bible calls the last days. And that'll be because of what we're doing. We're hastening those days through our actions. That's what the early Christians believed. So if you're a student of prophecy and you're interested in those things, think about those things. Think about what we talked about here today, the Spirit of God departing. So what all the early Christians believed. They didn't believe once saved, always saved. If you went back in a time machine, they would say that was blasphemous, heretical. You're not believing the true gospel. You can't say you're a Christian and then go live any way you want and, you know, still go to heaven in the end. If that were the case, why did they disfellowship some people for committing adultery and, you know, doing certain things over and over and over again in the early church, you know, that were against uh, the ways of Christ and the commandments of Christ? If we're once saved, always saved, just, hey, let them do it. Let them teach whatever they want in the church. Let them act any way that they want. It doesn't matter. We're all saved, always saved. So I want you to think about that. I want you to think about the fruits of the Spirit. Are the people you're following bearing these fruits? Are all these people right now calling for civil war and killing FBI agents? Are they bearing these fruits? 
Yeah, sometimes we got to fight for what's right. But sometimes we have to sit back and wait. I personally do not think Donald Trump is a very honest or honorable man. He cheated on his wives. He cheated on his taxes and his businesses. Doesn't sound very, uh, very Christly to me. But if he's innocent, let the FBI have their investigation. If he's innocent, nothing will come of it. And life goes on. But if he's guilty, like anybody else, he should pay the price. Nobody's above the law. And I think just because we support somebody, we shouldn't be ready to jump out there and go to war or have a civil war because we don't want them to be taken down or we think they're innocent. We don't know anything. We're so deceived in our society today. And again, I just use Trump as an example. If you support him, great. I'm not judging anybody. But this is just a stark, standout, modern example of what we need to sit down and think about and get away from. And so I hope this podcast has made you think this week. I hope you'll pray about these things, meditate on these things, mull them over in your mind, and think about what I'm saying. Because I think we're heading into dangerous territory if we keep going in this direction. And we don't want to follow the crowd into something we're going to regret later on. So, remember the things we talked about in this podcast and share this podcast if it makes sense to you. Try to get other people involved, you know, family members, friends, you know, have discussions about these kind of things. We need to talk about them. And for that matter, we, we, we need to crack open the Bible and start having a little bit of a Bible study about these things is what's going on right now and what so many people are supporting. Is this supported by the teachings of Christ and his followers? Can we find this in the scriptures? And if we think we do, are we taking those verses out of context? That's something that a lot of people are uh, famous for as well. So that's why we need that inner guidance of the spirit, not just following a doctrine we think is right or that we've been told or how certain Bible verses have been interpreted to us. When we have the guidance of the Spirit, we can read those words and understand on that deeper level exactly what they're telling us. And that's important. So folks, I leave you with that. I thank you so much for listening. This episode was a little long, but I think this was a very important subject to talk about this week. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you next time. God bless.